0: Welcome to Chapter 2 of HealthSystemCIO.com's interview with Tom Pacek, CIO at Inspira Health Network. In this segment, Pacek talks about how his team is working with payers to get ahead of the ACO curve, the trust factor that needs to exist to truly partner with physicians, and what's kept him happy at Inspira for seven and a half years. Okay, so you you just touched a little bit about on on uh, population health, which is a nice little segue to kind of talk Segway about in. your uh, your strategy there. Actually, first I wanted to ask you about the uh, the uh, ACO in Care Connect.
1: So yeah, that's our Medicare ACO. So we've uh, partnered with uh, physicians in our community. Uh, to deliver the, uh, you know, reduce cost and improve the quality of care that we provide to our patients, our Medicare patient population. We're serving about uh, 11,000 members. Uh, that number changes. <laughs> You know, attribution, it's a funny thing how we get into this is is when we start to dive into this is, you know, what our attribution is versus what uh, CMS may think our attribution is doesn't always see eye to eye, and we have to do that that justification and that uh, qualification. And uh, it's interesting. It's interesting when you start to see payer data against your own data uh, and how it differs uh, and that you know that creates some challenges and some some new opportunities for us to be able to engage with the payers in a different way. We certainly have we all think we have the same data, but it certainly is not. Um, you know, and we hold the key to the to the care, uh, the clinical care documentation, the, the the real details of what goes on with a patient. Whereas the payers have the claims, and you know it's more statistical in nature. Um, and, a, and a whole lot less about the details of what really goes on when treating a patient. So they're coming together in this care management population health world. They're coming together, and it's definitely going to improve uh, the overall um, care we deliver to our patients. As far as reducing costs, we'll say the time will tell <laughs> on that one. Uh, you know, and that's the fear of that whole that whole. Um, process is, you know, I mean, it doesn't have a very good track record so far. You know, I think, um, you know, less than 30 percent, probably closer to 20 percent of the organizations that are doing MSSP have actually reached the thresholds of where they can actually share savings with their physicians. Um, so, you know, our executive committee and our board actually challenged us as to why do we want to do this? Um, we think it's the right thing to do. Obviously, CMS is saying they're they're heading in that direction and that by 18, 50% of uh, reimbursement will be based on these types of criteria and, and the ability to manage patients and reduce costs. So, um, we're trying to get ahead of that curve and learn from it. And we do believe we, you know, working very closely with our physicians and our patient population that we can actually bend the cost curve and uh, maybe share some savings or, in our opinion, we will say share some savings. Uh, but this is our first year, and so it's it's really our trial year. We're gathering data. We're learning a lot about the data. Um, you know, we have a saying that other people, you know, we've heard elsewhere is, you know, if you can't measure it, you can't improve it. So we wanted to engage in this process and give us this year to really look at the data, work with our docs, share the information. Uh, about how they're delivering care to their patients, um, what they're doing well, what they're not doing well, uh, share the outcomes, and uh, and also talk about the costs and try to get on board so that by next year when it counts as far as reimbursement goes, uh, that we're ready to, to really share in the savings and, 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 like I said, bend that cost curve and improve care as well.
0: Right. And then I guess, you know, as, as things progress more, it gets into um, that really reaching them, that true level of engagement with patients and then, you know, kind of getting them to, to uh, be more invested in their care and make changes, and that's something where I guess the whole relationship with the physician really comes into play.
1: It does, because we can't do it alone you know i mean we could talk about it from a hospital perspective when you get discharged from our our hospitals you know we do the discharge instructions we engage with you uh about educating you we're taking that a step further so whatever education we provided you with here in the hospital we're going to make that available to you when you're home so you can get that over the internet securely. You can access it. You can watch the videos again. Uh, so we're we're trying to do everything we can to, to make sure that patient is completely informed of what their responsibilities are to, to keep themselves healthy once we've discharged them. But the fact of the matter is they go back to their physician. And if the physician's not on the same page with us, uh, you know, we could be giving them you know, steering them in different directions. And so we really have to coordinate that care, uh, coordinate the education with the physician to make sure we're on board with the care planning of that patient once they're discharged here. So we're, we're taking a very active approach with that and uh, partnering with our physicians. We do it not only through these programs, but even through uh, our physician hospital organization where we you know, we just talk about how do we care for these patients going forward, whether we're in an MSSP program or whether we're just caring for our, our uh, Inspira employee population or uh, whether we're doing any other kind of payer population or just high-risk patients. You know, we have initiatives of our own just to to, to manage our high-risk patients and our high-cost patients. We can't do that alone. You got to do it with the physicians. So uh, we engage with them uh, to look at data and look at the patients and, and manage the information. And that's a step. That's a huge step forward, and it's a huge trust factor with the physicians. Right. You know, now we're asking them to share common data on a patient, uh, where you know. Hey, let's face it, HIM departments and hospitals, they don't want the information from the physician offices. That's not part of my legal record. I don't—I can't control what the physician did in their office. I don't want to take responsibility for it. Guess what? Those lines are blurred now.
0: Yeah.
1: You know, we're all accountable for that patient record going forward. Might not call it a legal medical record, but, you know, that definition is really blurring. I'm not sure I know what the true definition of the legal medical record is anymore. Um, so I make sure I, I make sure I keep risk management and corporate compliance in line with us as we make decisions to share data. They're always involved in the decision-making process and, and policies and procedures to keep us uh, legal. But um, you know that is a that is a blurred line, and you know it's not until we're able to do that that we can actually impact in a good way uh, patient care and reduce costs.
0: Yeah and and it's interesting what you what you brought up about the you know the the trust factor that's that's becoming so much more uh that's becoming so much more of a big thing now of uh, just that that really wasn't wasn't there before
1: well it wasn't you know and physicians like you know oh I don't want anyone to see my data because you know they're afraid somebody's going to steal patients from them uh it's not about that anymore it's about collaborating on the patient population that we're all we all have um, you know, doing doing appropriate referrals to the appropriate physicians and for everybody to be working on the patient and the most cost effective, but also the, the most effective uh, using evidence-based medicine and things like that. So I think they're coming to learn that, you know, it takes money to do this. <laughs> I think everyone's realizing that it takes a lot of money to be able to do this from a technology perspective, uh, hence the meaningful use dollars that the government's thrown out there is because it does take technology. It does take a lot of money to do this. Um, they can't afford to do it on their own. Honestly, they they need to partner up and uh, – and we can bring that to the table. We help them with, from an information systems perspective, help them uh, with their EMR, with their EMR vendor, to engage in those conversations, engage on the interfaces, uh, to make sure that we're sharing the appropriate data with the appropriate safeguards in place uh, to achieve the results that we're all looking for.
0: Right, and then, you know, hospitals have to do that as well with other hospitals when you're talking about the HIEs, so it's, it's like a whole... You whole are whole
1: correct. World. You're correct. You know, we have a very robust HIE here that we, we do participate with a couple other uh, providers in the area, uh, hospital providers, and uh, we do it very successfully. And right now we're starting to engage with um, even some of the more local hospitals to us, so what we would call the competition, uh, where we're sharing for the good of the patient, for the good of, of you know, the patient at the center, but even the physicians to make their life easier, um, and able to care for the patient appropriately is to give them an insight into the patients, what the patient had happened to them, if in fact they sh- showed up at somebody else's ER instead of mine. You know, we, we want to give them insight. So we're working HIE to HIE as far as queries go. Um, so to query and retrieve information back and forth. We're not sending data to another HIE and they're not sending data to me, but what, they, what we are doing is querying each other's HIE. So if there's a patient A common patient that we have, you had the ability to do a search across multiple HIEs and be able to pull back any information related to that patient that might be of value uh, to treating the patient.
0: Okay. All right. So, kind of um, switching gears a little bit here, um, when uh, you talked about uh, the merger that was almost three or maybe two and a half years ago. And uh, or, or maybe the, the latest merger, but uh, talking about you know South Jersey Healthcare and Underwood, Underwood Memorial, and um, I wanted to talk about kind of what needed to be done at that point, just as far as uh, you know the network and, and connectivity challenges and how uh, how you dealt with that.
1: South Jersey had a uh, fairly robust wide area network uh, that we use Comcast, actually Comcast services for Comcast fiber uh, in the area here, completely redundant. Uh, network, wide area network, and so we wanted to add the Woodbury campus into that network. Um, On the good side, you know, we had a hospital to deal with. Uh, They were not a Comcast customer, so um, we got them up as quickly as possible. Comcast worked with us to extend the wide area network through the Woodbury facility. Again, dual pairs, dual rings, um, so that we have complete redundancy. on the Woodbury campus, they did not have a lot of ambulatory services, so when we acquired them i mean that that is actually one of the reasons for the acquisition is that you know to give us a a better footprint and to help um you know expand in the ambulatory space in their in their community so um we've been doing a lot of that and the benefit I've seen out of our relationship with Comcast, because they are our biggest, our big provider of, of our, ne- our wide area network, is the ability to get uh, implementations done quickly. We're bringing right. up practices like left mm-hmm. and right. I mean, we're acquiring practices, or we're just doing leasing arrangements for services with a physician practice, but it requires us to share data back and forth. So, um, you know, we need to have connectivity to every single office that we connect to. So we're at over 70 locations now. And the Woodbury campus, like I said, a lot of that was they were not connected back to the Woodbury Hospital, the Underwood Hospital at the time at all. So um, we worked really hard to provide uh, services quickly to them. And, you know, the nice thing about Comcast is the way we have our services set up, I can call them and and change my bandwidth on demand in Mm -hmm. minutes, hours, hours rather than days and weeks and months like I used to be. It used to be I had right. to pull out a circuit and get a new circuit installed. Now it, it's, it's almost it's bandwidth on demand. So uh, the way we've established this network with them, uh, I can get services up very, very quickly.
0: Okay. Yeah, and that, that's something that I guess needs to be strong when you're talking about uh to see the unbelievable movement with uh, the the practices and adding to the network is it's pretty amazing.
1: It is, and you know, and because we've become more and more electronic, I mean, you got to have the redundancy as well. I mean, these these practices can't be down; they can't do without their electronic medical record. Um, as far as our approach, and we host a lot of that, and. Um, a lot of services we host here, a lot of it is run out of Malvern still because uh, being a Saurian customer, it's hosted in Malvern. So okay. even the dual connectivity back to Malvern, you know, we have connections from Woodbury. We have connections from Vineland. If the Woodbury's down, it comes back through. Everybody reroutes through Vineland and goes out to Malvern. So uh, we have, you know, high level of redundancy in order to keep things moving and
0: keep things up. Okay, all right. So there's been certainly a, a lot of growth to the organization since since you started and how long have you actually been with the organization?
1: So I started in early January two thousand and eight. So I've been here over over seven years, seven and a half years now. Um and, you know, one of the one of the things I was brought in here to do is, is to help uh evolve the information systems and the capabilities we had here. Um, they spent a lot of money building a brand new hospital in in Vineland. and so um, you know I've worked with many of the executives here uh, at a previous uh, at another facility, and a lot of them migrated down early in the in the early two thousands, and you know I didn't get down here until two thousand and eight, and one of the questions I said is you know hey. You know, everybody went down there in 2000, so you left me behind. Why is that? And they said, you know, we didn't spend any money on IT, quite honestly. You would have been bored. It wouldn't have been the place for you. Uh, You know, you grew, you learned, you continued to uh, expand upon your experience, and and now we want to take advantage of it here. (laughs) So and that's been very successful I mean that's that's what's kept me happy for seven and a half years I mean honestly this organization's been committed to information systems since the day I walked into the door Uh, you know financially the board has been great at supporting all the financial initiatives that it took to to get these things done and so we you know from implementing Sorian across the board to you know converting Woodbury onto the Sorian uh, platform um, you know, send, standardizing on all our phone tech tel- telephony, our IP telephony across the enterprise, all the w- wide area redundancy. you name it, I mean the board and the and the executive team here have been extremely supportive of what needed to get done.
0: Yeah that's obviously uh, something we hear so much that's really critical to have that kind of buy in and, and know that you know that that's one one less battle to <laughs> to have to fight.
1: Oh, absolutely. Yeah. They're very collaborative. And, uh, you know, this organization, they trust, you know? Uh, you know, you're the CIO and, you know, we get input. Obviously, I get input. They're not my projects. They're they're what I'm hearing from the organization as, as a need. Uh, and when you present it and you go forward, they, you know, they're, they're 99.9% of the time right behind you, you know, saying, you know, this is, this makes sense. Let's go for it. Um, and that, that gives you a lot of personal job satisfaction as well. And, you know, keeps the staff happy. They know, you know, if we need to get something done, we're going to be able to do it. And, uh, without a lot of difficulty.
0: Thank you for listening to this podcast from healthsystemcio.com to hear other podcasts, Visit our website or subscribe to our account in iTunes at healthsystemcio.com/podcast.